consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check out our cruise news at cruiseradio.net. On this show, we'll have Mike Grieve, president of Global Destinations Development. He'll join us to give us a behind-the-scenes look on what makes a cruise port cruise ship ready. And later on in the program, we'll have Kelly Galise, VP of Marketing with Viator. This shore excursion company actually has this promise. Well, basically, if you miss the ship because of their excursion, they'll send you to the next port of call. We want to dig in deeper, so we'll have her on the show later on. But first, Stuart, you're on the cruise, guys. Here, hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, Stuart, give us an update on the river pilot strike in Oslo. Are ships still being diverted? Well, the good news is they have uh, come to terms. What those terms are, we don't know. But uh, future ships uh, are not going to be diverted from Oslo and other uh, Norwegian ports. So, uh, you know, striking like a Norwegian uh, is over. I understand that there's three queens in Southampton this week for the Queen's Diamond Jubilee. I haven't seen three queens this large since Doug's birthday party in New Orleans last week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in uh, in this case, uh, there were Canard's three queens that were there. Uh, in Southampton, England, celebrating uh, Queen Elizabeth II's uh, 60 years on the throne. So uh, it's it's an ongoing thing. You know, a couple few weeks ago when I was uh, in London myself, and uh, they were getting ready for the uh, pageantry, which uh, began on the 2nd and went through June the 5th. Uh, it was quite a celebration, and uh, I know Canard with their uh, Royal British Heritage and uh, you know participation, uh, they were very excited to be there. Very cool. Last week, Norwegian Cruise Line announced a new addition to their private island, Cabanas at $249. Yeah, that seems pretty uh, pretty steep. But, Doug, you when you think of, uh, you know, they're also providing a $50 food and beverage credit when, uh, you know, the food on the island is free. Uh, what would the $50 food and beverage credit uh, be? Uh, hmm. But uh, they also get uh, six all-day passes. To the Hippo Water Slide, a which is, they claim is a hundred and twenty dollar value, <laughs> and one large float, which is a twenty five dollar value, for guests to enjoy their island. So essentially, there's these there are wood boxes uh, on the beach on the western end of the island at two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, you know, I'd recommend the other side of the island, uh, and you'll you'll enjoy yourselves um, pretty nice uh, as well. <laughs> at no, in, and save the two hundred fifty dollars. So free food, a raft, and a water slide, two fifty. Uh, yep. All right. Well, well whatever they, makes them sleep the money, better at night. But uh, you know, they, this, this is all part of a major renovation that they have. They put in about twenty-five million dollars, uh, and this is part of the project to make um, uh, Cat, uh, Great Stirrup Key uh, even greater. Got to make that money back somehow, I guess. There you go. Oh, we are getting so close to being on the breeze together. It is going to be a. Super smash. Yeah, it just set sail from Venice, Italy uh, this past weekend, if I'm not mistaken, on its first 12-night Mediterranean cruise. Uh, seemed pretty low-key. Do you think Carnival's holding off on the big christening, godmother naming, and all that stuff till uh, she gets to Miami? Um, well, that, that's more than likely the, uh, the, the gist of what's going to happen. And uh, they, they also could be just waiting for us to get there because we are the oh, party. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. So um, it's, it's going to be pretty exciting. We'll be there for the second sailing, and uh, that's when they get the party started. And, uh, of course, Doug and I are just super excited to, uh, you know, hit the uh, Guy Fieri burgers. Oh, yeah. 
And, uh, Matt, we're going to have to hold Doug back from the uh, Thirsty Frog beer so the rest of us can get a little. Keg stands. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's going to be amazing, you know, with the ship uh, sailing out of uh, Barcelona. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing ship. There's a lot of very cool new features for Carnival on board this ship. And uh, it's, it's, gonna, it's got a super itinerary. And, of course, you know, when the ship does eventually make it home to Miami, uh, there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, huge celebrations here as well. Hey, Stuart. Yeah. Isn't there an environmental group opposing the cruise industry in Venice? Well, there is, and it's you know no big ships Venice committee, um, oh, you know also known as Lunatic Fringe, <laughs> uh, who you know they're they're trying to get uh, ships to divert from you know cruising in past uh, St. Mark's Square along the Grand Canal, uh, you know to the um, the the docking uh, you know the, to the cruise piers. But, um, you know, they're, they're claiming that it's, you know, the, the big wakes. And, you know, I was just there. You know, I came in on, you know, Oceana Cruises, brand-new Riviera. And, you know, there, there's no more wake, uh, you know, from these ships than what's caused by the gondolas and, and the Vaporettos, which are much certainly much closer to the shoreline. And the, the absolute beauty of the sight of seeing these, you know, 15-, 16-story buildings uh, floating by as they're uh, entering and, and departing, uh, are also part of the fun, and they're bringing a lot of tourists, you know, to to Venice. I mean, in, in the last year, they brought over 1.8 million visitors to wow. and from Venice last year, um, which which is significant, and it brings a huge amount of very needed money to the Italian economy. And uh, you know, but you know, they're they're talking about environmental issues, which of course no one has done any study. And you know, it's which way is the wind blowing? You know, next they'll blame it on global warming. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I mean, come on, if you're going to have some kind of a scientific study, let, let, let's have the facts and let's leave the conjecture pier side. Royal Caribbean's grandeur of the seas has emerged from dry dock. Stuart, what new features did she get with the Royal Advantage and uh, where is she heading? Well, she did get a bow to stern uh, revitalization. Uh, they spent about $48 million redoing her in, uh, in Cadiz, Spain, and uh, she, got some, she got five new dining venues. Uh, some technological upgrades, which includes a poolside LED screen, mm. which, of course, uh, originated on uh, Princess Cruises' Caribbean Princess back in 2004. And, uh, you know, she got new carpeting, new furniture, upholstery. So, you know, essentially the ship looks brand new. Not to mention, you know, they have the uh, six, uh, the entertainment venue uh, within their uh, six-deck uh, centrum, which uh, has been, you know, very exciting. And they're now... Um, servicing uh, kids uh, down with their royal uh, royal babies and tots program so you know that you're bringing your you know bring kids uh, as low as uh, early as six months old and know that they're going to be uh, you know well cared for uh, grandeur is going to be uh, right now she's in the Mediterranean uh, doing itineraries uh, from Venice then uh, you know she heads back uh, heads back to the state we may see her actually along uh, along the route uh, down in uh, the Mediterranean cool all right thanks Stuart hey see you guys soon This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. 
it's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or best? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being, and they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website, and they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now, TripInsurance.com. Mike Grieve, president of Global Destinations Development, is here to talk about their cruise destination fitness study and how it works exactly. Mike, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Very good. First of all, tell us all about Global Destinations Development and uh, why it's so important to potential cruise destinations. Well, Global Destinations is a consulting and development firm, and we focus particularly on developing destinations for cruise ships. Um, What we found over the years was that the industry was growing so quickly that new destinations were needed, and so we formed a company to focus on how to develop those destinations and create uh, attractions that would be appealing for cruisers. What exactly does a cruise destination fitness test consist of? The fitness test consists of um, a number of areas in which we go out and evaluate a port, uh, including its physical attractiveness, cruise ships and its ability to host the ever-increasing um, size of cruise ships. So we'll evaluate the docking, the physical characteristics of uh, the transportation hubs and all kinds of technical things like that. But we also look at the attractiveness of the port from a marketing standpoint. Does it have any brand equity? What does it mean to cruisers when you stay Antigua or British Virgin Islands? And so we evaluate those things and make recommendations the port authorities and governments on how to improve them. What are, some, uh, what are some recent ports you've studied that proved successful? We've recently completed a study up in uh, Prince Rupert, British Columbia, which is an existing cruise port, and the city and the port authority there were looking to have an evaluation done on how they could improve. So we completed that study last year. The year before that, we evaluated a town called Trujillo on the Caribbean side of Honduras, and that's Uh, test was so successful that we're now actually building a whole new cruise port there, which we've themed Banana Coast. Mike, how long do these studies take? Uh, They take about 10 to 12 weeks to go out and do the site evaluation and uh, do a little bit of design that goes with them. Do you bridge the communication between the cruise lines and the ports of call? Like, like Like if your study shows that it would be an excellent cruise port, do you tell the cruise lines? Yes, absolutely. We do bridge that. And, um, we try to make introductions where appropriate. In many cases, the, the governments and the port authorities already know the cruise lines or maybe have been asked by the cruise lines to do an evaluation on how they could improve, at which point we come in. If they're new to the business, then yes, we help make, make some introductions and, and do some marketing for them. By any chance, were you all involved with Falmouth, Jamaica? Yes, all? we were involved in Falmouth, um, although not in a development role. We participated in some of the financial arrangements for the new port there. Do you think cities like Brownsville, Texas, and Savannah, Georgia 
have the sustainability to be a cruise destination? I think that properly planned, they certainly can. I'm not familiar with Brownsville, Texas, but I know in Savannah there's been an impetus to increase cruise traffic and to develop a home port there. I think that the nuance that city leaders need to look for is how do you develop a sustainable cruise product that is appealing to the the people that live there but also helps to increase uh, uh, cruise traffic and so that the town can enjoy the social and economic benefits from cruising. As you know, Mike, we're based in Jacksonville, Florida. Have you done any research uh, on Jacksonville? Do you know anything about the Port of Jacksonville? Uh, I know some things about the Port of Jacksonville, and you have an existing facility there now with Carnival Cruise Line sailing from it. Right. You know, it's not a bad city at all, but there, there definitely could be, um, I don't know, uh, I guess, more more activity closer to the port. We have a lot to offer, but it's, you know, it's just for someone just getting off a ship... It's not in your face right there. You really have to look for it. But you have a constraining. Um, you have a constraint there with the bridge. I think it's the Dames Point Bridge. Yep, exactly. It's, and its height. Yeah. Uh, the modern day cruise ships are getting taller and taller. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it's a challenge. Well, and, and there's been there's been a, a lot of talk about moving the port, and uh, that has yet to completely unfold. But I think Jacksonville remains a very viable home port for cruising because. People that wish to drive to start their cruise can access Jacksonville from anywhere in the southeastern United States. Mike Grieve, president of Global Destinations Development. Uh, Thanks for being with us. Appreciate the information, man. Hey, pleasure to be here. All the best. Want to win $5,000 towards the trip of your choice? Yeah! Now through June 25th, log on to tripinsurance.com and click Conquer the World Sweepstakes to register to win five grand. Simple and easy. Double your chances of winning by inviting your friends on Facebook and Twitter. You'll get an extra entry for every friend entered. 50 second place winners will walk away with the ultimate travel bag. Sit on the beach, hit the slopes, or see the glaciers of Alaska with TripInsurance.com's Conquer the World Sweepstakes. Get in a win at TripInsurance.com or CruiseRadio.net. Kelly Galise, VP of Marketing for Viator, is with us. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. First of all, Kelly, tell our listeners a little bit about Viator. Sure. Um, Viator has been around actually for for quite a long time. Um, We were founded more than 10 years ago, um, and we specialize just in tours and activities um, for people, whether you're on a cruise or you're just traveling, um, you know, via plane to a destination. um, We have thousands and thousands of tours and activities around the world in over 850 destinations, and we recently... Um, launched a special site to help people who are on cruises plan shore excursions better. We've sold shore excursions for quite a long time on our main Viator.com website, but we recognize that you know there are some special constraints people on a cruise have with regard to their time in a port or what their itinerary is, and we wanted to provide some better tools and some more fun excursions for, for them to do. Very cool. Uh, this for our listeners. You can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. This from Daniel in Arlington, Texas. He asks, many people book shore excursions through the cruise line. What's the benefit of booking through you? So I think there are a couple of main benefits. One is that um, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time on your cruise ship with all the people you're on the cruise on. You don't necessarily want to get stuck with them on a big bus on a shore excursion when right. you're in port. So right. you know, if you book with Viator, 
Um, you can be on a smaller excursion, maybe something that's a bit more unique, maybe with people from other cruise ships and not just your own. So I think we have some really interesting um, tours and activities to do that a cruise line can't necessarily offer that have a much smaller group. I think the second thing that's really interesting is the price point. Um, most of our excursions, in fact, I, I, I dare to say almost all of them, are much cheaper than the cruise line than the cruise line pricing is. And you know that's taking into account that some of these are smaller group experiences and nicer, and yet they're still cheaper than a lot of the offerings you'll get from the cruise lines. All right, we have a listener question from Scott in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Go ahead with your question, Scott. Hey, thanks for taking my call. One benefit of booking shore excursions through the cruise line is that the ship will not leave port until those guests get back. Now, do you guarantee that guests who book through you won't miss the boat? Yeah, Scott, that's a great question, and it's a concern that a lot of people have. So we've addressed that through what we call our worry-free guarantee, which means that any excursion we have that's covered by the worry-free guarantee, and it's very clear on the page for for the excursion whether or not it is, um, we will guarantee that you'll get back to the ship on time or we will pay for transportation to your next cruise port. We've never had it happen where someone, I'm knocking on wood as I say this, never had it happen where somebody didn't get back to the ship on time. Um, But, you know, if something, an emergency rose or something did happen where you were not returned to the ship, we would take responsibility. Or that. So we recognize that's a really important um, part of the, what cruise lines offer in their excursions, and we, we want to make sure that we have that kind of guarantee and assurance for, for our travelers as well. Our next question comes in from Twitter. Chris in Seattle asks, how far in advance do we need to book our excursions? So I, I think that, you know, depending on what you want to do, um, I always say it's good to book in advance to guarantee something you absolutely know you want to do. Things sell out sometimes. Um, things are, some things are very popular. Um, sometimes the price can be better if you book ahead of time. So I definitely encourage people, if you know you want to do something, book it ahead of time. However, you know, if you're playing it by ear, maybe you hadn't decided what you wanted to do or you wanted to see what the weather was like or a million other reasons that you didn't book in advance, um, there certainly is availability for, for last minute. And if you're traveling with your iPad or a laptop, you can go to shoreexcursions.viator.com and book many of the excursions we have for the next day or that same day later in the day. Um, and we, we have relationships with our local operators so that we can have that kind of availability last minute um, on many of our tours and activities. So it's almost never too late. Um, but definitely, if you really want to do something, I would encourage you to book it in advance. All right, Beverly in Orlando, go ahead. Hi, Kelly. I'm sailing on Carnival Freedom in August. Is it too late to sign up for a tour? There certainly are plenty of things left to do in Nassau and the British Virgin Islands and uh, Antigua and Barbuda, all great stops on on the itinerary for that ship. Um, And I think there's tons of stuff left to do for August. Certainly with two months, you've got got plenty of time at that point. All right, Tom McCready from Oklahoma City, you're on. Hey, Kelly, uh, quick question. Third-party excursions, are those as good as the ones that are sold by the cruise line? Tom, I would argue they're better um, because of some of the things I mentioned before. You know, unique small group or private experiences, uh, I think, are a lot richer than some of the really big tours offered by the cruise lines where there's hundreds of people on a bus. Um, I think you can do a lot more to customize your experience as well as have special access or skip lines to enter attractions. Within our European tours, we have a lot of special access for places like the Vatican um, or different museums in Florence where you can skip lines and save time. You really want to maximize your time in port, and it's no fun to have to wait in a line. So I think you know many of the excursions uh, through a, a provider like Viator can actually offer you bit of a better experience than what you might get from a cruise line. All right, this one just came in from Twitter. Money saving seems to be a big reason to use a third-party source for exploring ashore. 
Are there other reasons as well? You know, I think money saving is the one that most people focus on. But I think um, one of the things that's really great about Viator is that we post um, actual traveler reviews and photos on the site. So you can really make sure that an excursion is right for you and read what other people have said about it. As far as I know, none of the the other cruise lines on their excursion pages actually take that feedback and post it publicly. So I think it's really great that you could find the excursion that's really right for you by reading through these reviews and looking at the photos of what the tour actually like. Um, I think that is one advantage. This next question, Kelly, comes from our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cruise radio. Chuck in Jacksonville asks, can booking through Viator avoid those crowded tour buses? I agree with you on that one, Chuck. (laughs) Chuck, nobody wants to be on the crowded tour bus, I know. Um, Yeah, you absolutely can. Certainly you can book private tours, very small group tours where it's maybe 12 or maximum of 20 people on a tour. Um, and really have a much nicer experience than a, than a big crowd of people that you've also been on a ship with for, you know, a week. Um, so I, I really think you, you can save a lot of time and have a much better experience. Awesome. She is Kelly Galise, VP of Marketing for Viator. Thanks so much for being with us here on Cruise Radio, Kelly. We really appreciate all the info. Thanks for having me. If you want to check out Viator, go to Viator.com. That's V-I-A-T-O-R.com. And you can use the promotion code... Cruise Viator 10 and get 10% off. We're actually using them in Europe this summer, and we'll have a full report for you. And you can stay connected with us this summer by downloading our Cruise Radio Live app, available in your smartphone app store. And, of course, Cruise Radio news updates on demand, available at cruiseradio.net. Just put your email address up there in the right-hand corner. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.